Hey, welcome back. We're glad you're with us this weekend. We've been studying the book of Acts for the past couple of months, and this weekend marks the end of this series. Next weekend, we'll get to hear from our new transitional pastor, John Crosby. So please come back and join us as we get to hear from him. One of the main characteristics of the church in the book of Acts was its movement. It kept going and growing, and it wouldn't stop. The church had momentum, but it also had endurance. Back in 2015, a guy named Bryce Carlson ran 3,100 miles across the country. He ran from California to Maryland. Basically, he ran a marathon every day for 120 days. How many of us can say we've done something like that before? He was part of a research project to study how ultra-endurance running affected athletes. So after he ran across the country, he decided his next challenge was to row across the Atlantic Ocean. This would be more than a 2,000-mile row across the North Atlantic from Newfoundland to England. And at the time, the world record for this feat was 53 days. Carlson said, uh, out on the ocean, humility came to him in many forms. He felt small, and he, he realized he was just one of a trillion organisms in this big body of water. Every day was, was basically the same routine. He'd wake up, eat, some, eat something, row, eat something, row, eat something, and then go to bed. Along the way, his boat capsized a dozen times. 38 days later, he entered St. Mary's Harbor. He broke the world record by 15 days. For over a month, he was alone in a rowboat, battling storms and waves, loneliness, body aches and pains, seasickness, the cold. I'm sure there were moments when he wanted to give up and call it quits. You see, we admire people who overcome impossible odds to achieve and accomplish great feats. Some of the most memorable sporting events are the ones when a team is, is behind for most of the game and they don't give up. And in the end, they come from behind against all odds and find a way to pull off the victory. We write books and make documentaries about teams and people who don't give up and accomplish great things. There's something about the human spirit that is inspired by those who don't give up. I believe that was what was so fascinating about the early church. Acts is an amazing story, and I, I want to encourage you actually to go back and read the parts we didn't cover together. There are controversies and riots, conspiracies, social unrest, and political turmoil. Does any of this sound familiar to you? Can, can you relate to any of that? Acts is unique among the New Testament writings in that its main purpose is to record a selective history of the early church following the resurrection of Jesus. It is the second part of a two-volume work, with the Gospel of Luke being the first. In Acts, believers are empowered by the Holy Spirit to bear witness to the good news of Jesus among both Jews and Gentiles. And in doing this, they establish the church. In addition to this, Acts explains how Christianity, although it is new, is in reality the one true religion rooted in God's promises from the beginning of time. Luke wrote Acts to tell his audience about the continuation of Jesus' work and mission through the disciples and the church. He wanted to show us that the church was God's idea. This wasn't made up by a group of people. This wasn't a human invention. The church 
with all of its flaws and imperfections, was a part of God's plan to bless the world and reveal God's love and goodness. If we go back to the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus gathers his disciples together and he calls one of them out by name. He says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus said to Peter, I'm going to start with you, and we are going to build this thing together, and nothing is going to stop us, not even death. I'm going to be killed. You're going to be killed. Many will die in my name, but death cannot and will not stop us from building my church. Peter said yes to this and to this assignment, and he gave his life to Jesus, and he started building the church. Eventually, the true test comes. In Acts chapter 5, his life is in danger, and the Jewish high council was plotting to execute Peter and the disciples. In a rage, they were ready to kill them on the spot. But then one of the Jewish leaders, one of their own, a man named Gamaliel, who was respected by everyone, got up and he said to the crowd, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Gamaliel says that if this is their idea, it will surely fall apart. If they made this whole thing up, it's not going to work. We'll know soon enough. But if this is from God, there's nothing you can do to stop them. If this is of God, this movement will be unstoppable. And 2,000 years later, it hasn't stopped. The church continues to grow and spread and bring hope to a world that desperately needs it. Nothing, not even death, can stop the church. And we are a part of the most significant movement in human history. In addition to Peter, God called and worked through another person named Paul. A couple of weeks ago, we learned about his dramatic conversion and how his life was transformed after an encounter with Jesus. Most of the second half of Acts is about Paul's missionary journeys and his ministry to the Gentiles. And in Acts 20, the Holy Spirit speaks to Paul and tells him to travel to Jerusalem where his life would be in danger. Like Peter before him, Paul's mission is dangerous and life-threatening. But Paul shares with the disciples what keeps him going. Paul says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me. You see, he was facing uncertainty. But then he says, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Paul is not on a quest to make a name for himself. He is on a mission given by God. He understands that it might cost him his life, but, but he's not afraid of death for the sake of sharing and spreading the good news of God's grace. He says his aim is to finish the race and complete the work that Jesus called him to. He knows that danger and hardships are ahead of him, but he, but he forges ahead to share the good news of God's grace. 
Starting and building the church wasn't an easy undertaking. There were many moments when the church shuddered, where the early disciples may have considered giving up. Whether it was intense persecution or the loss of a leader, maybe it was fear or uncertainty. But in the face of all these challenges, the church kept going, kept pressing on. The disciples did not give up on the mission, and God continued to call people to share the good news of Jesus and build his church. When you get to the end of the book, at the very end of Acts, Paul is now under house arrest, and he's sent to Rome to be tried before Caesar. And while he's waiting for his case to come before the emperor, Luke tells us that for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. In another translation, it says, Paul taught with boldness and was unstoppable. These are the last two verses of Acts, the final words of Luke's story. And Luke doesn't tell us what happens next. There's not another section or chapter to Acts. Luke doesn't tell us what happened to Paul. He doesn't write about Paul's future and the succession of leadership. The story is left open-ended on purpose to invite Luke's readers, the church, to participate in the continued mission and spread of Jesus's kingdom. Luke leaves the story open-ended on purpose. He ends the story in Acts 28, and we are living in Acts 29. As Paul proclaimed the kingdom of God 2,000 years ago, the message and truth of the good news has continued without hindrance. In other words, the church has not stopped. It's still God's idea. It's still his master plan. The church is his bride fueled by his power. The church is unstoppable, not because of us, but because of God. Friends, 2020 has been a year full of challenges. I don't have to remind you all of the hardships and challenges we've gone through and faced together. And our church has gone through a lot as well. But we can't stop now. We can't give up now. We must continue with boldness. God's plan and mission are unstoppable. And just as he called Peter and Paul and the early believers to build the church, he invites us, you and me, all of us, to play an important part in his ongoing work today. And in this season, I believe there are a few things we must do, a few things we can't stop doing together, a few things that will propel us into the next chapter of our future and what God is going to do through our church. The first thing is this. First, we can't stop growing in our relationship with Jesus. One of the key activities that described the early church was their commitment to the apostles' teaching. They spent time together reading the scriptures, discussing the teachings of Jesus, asking and questioning what it meant for them. Paul's last recorded activity in Acts was proclaiming about the kingdom of God and teaching about Jesus while he was under arrest. Till his very last day, Paul was committed to teaching the scriptures because he knew there was power in God's word. A core part of what we continue to do today, 2,000 years later, is read and study the Bible together. 
A part of how our church became what it is today is through the powerful preaching and teaching of God's word. Proclaiming the transforming power of the gospel to renew hearts and minds and souls. And, and we do this. We do this in our gatherings, our worship services, together in life groups and Bible studies. And I know so many people study the Bible personally as well. God has spoken and continues to speak through the scriptures. We stay rooted and connected to the heart of God by studying and meditating and reflecting on the Bible. And we can't stop growing in our relationship with God. We also grow in our relationship with Jesus and connection with the Holy Spirit through prayer. With, with all the uncertainty heading into this year, we decided it would be a good thing to spend 90 days in prayer and fasting. Many of you joined us by signing up for a specific day to fast and pray for Menlo. We prepared a prayer guide to keep our prayers united as a community. And I know many of you prayed with us corporately and on your own as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this prayer effort. You know, our elders have also been praying a lot. Three days a week, they meet for prayer. They pray for our church, our congregation, our staff, our nation, for COVID, people on the margins. I try to join them a couple times a week, but they've made a commitment to lift our church in prayer and to seek God's wisdom and guidance through this season. We can't stop growing in our relationship with Jesus. Also, we can't stop giving. One of the marks of the early church was their generosity. They sold their possessions and brought the proceeds to the disciples to enable the work of the church. Their, their generosity was, was part of God's plan to resource the work of the disciples. And, and generosity continues to be God's plan to support the work of the church today. When we give, God does amazing things with our generosity. He multiplies our gifts and he does more with them than any of us could ask or imagine. Our tithes and offerings become part of God's plan to resource the local church to do his work here on earth. And through our giving, he allows us to be a part of all he is doing in our communities and around the world through our local and global mission partnerships. Our giving makes everything the church does possible and makes our mission unstoppable. The early church was also described as having favor with all the people. They shared their lives with others. They gave their time away generously. They shared their homes and meals with anyone in need. They were radically generous and didn't stop sharing and giving what God had entrusted to them. Your giving and generosity not only enables the church to do everything it does, it also encourages the church, strengthens the church. Every week, our, our finance team receives gifts from people like you and who are supporting the work of Menlo. And one of the things our team does is they scan these short notes and memos that come in through the mail and, and they share them with me. And every week I am encouraged by the faithful generosity of folks who partner with our church. We can't stop giving generously. And last, we can't stop going. All the way back at the beginning of Acts, in chapter one, Jesus tells his disciples that they will receive power from the Holy Spirit and be as witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. 
Jerusalem is where the church started, but it's not where the church ended. God gave us his spirit to go beyond our homes and our comfort zones to share God's love further, further in places like Judea and Sumeria and the ends of the earth. Now, traditionally, we've, we've understood this mandate as our call to missions and evangelism, uh, to go to faraway places and tell people about Jesus. But today, today we live in a world full of technology, and the Bible and spiritual formation resources are available in just about every place on earth. But that doesn't mean we're off the hook. God may be calling you to go across the street to your neighbors, to check in on them and show them grace. Or maybe he's calling you to pray for someone at work and invite them to church or into your life group. The early church believers spread the word about Jesus. And we get to continue the mission today in Acts 29 when we share our lives and our stories with others. When we invite people to, to come and experience Menlo Church, when we welcome others into the relationship uh, in our community, when we invite our friends and neighbors to, to join us and serve with us in doing good for others, it should be no secret to everyone around us the impact God is making through our church. And this isn't to brag or boast or pat ourselves on the back. It's to give praise to God for all the ways he's at work through our church family. The same God who moved in powerful ways continues to move through the church today. Uh, just last week, I heard a story of a young woman who was navigating a difficult health crisis in her life. She had been on a journey seeking God and, and recently found a flyer on the street pointing her to Menlo Church. Around the same time, she received a care package from our young adult ministry called Sanctuary. And it just happened to have all the things that she needed in that moment. At this point, she really wanted to know more about Menlo and what kind of people would do such things. So she decided to visit our church online for worship. And at the end of the service, she clicked the button to request prayer and was connected with someone on our staff. You see, this is what happens when we pray for God to move and work through our church. And this is what happens when we share our resources with others. <clears throat> God continues, God continues to move through our church to touch and reach people all over the world. Just last week, we had people joining us online for worship from Russia, from Ukraine, India, the Philippines, Australia, Kenya, South Africa, Ireland, South Korea, and Singapore. If you're joining us right now from one of those countries or somewhere from around the world, we're so glad you're here. You're part of our family, and we love to hear your stories and get to know you better. Acts was the second part of a two-part story written by Luke. The long road over Luke's two books had brought the Christian story from its very beginnings in this mysterious eastern capital of Jerusalem right up to what were to him and his readers the center of the world empire, Rome. What began as a small community of Christians, Jewish Christians, who began to follow Jesus together, began to grow into a movement that has continued to spread all over the world today. As the message of Jesus began to spread beyond Jerusalem and Judea, God began to call new believers to proclaim his message. On November 30th, 
1873, 13 women and men prayed and worshiped and decided to plant a church in Menlo Park. After 50 years of, of meeting together, the church shrunk down to eight members. Not exactly a, a strong start, but more importantly, it's not where they stopped. They didn't give up. They kept believing, they kept praying, they kept serving and giving and trusting in the name of Jesus. And today, almost exactly 147 years later, we stand on their shoulders. And while it's important to look back and, and remember where we've come from, it's important to dream and, and look ahead to where God is calling us to be. If we're not careful today, the, the church can, going, can go from being an unstoppable movement to a monument that's stuck in its tracks. The book of Acts is a story about a group of Jesus followers who in the face of enormous challenges and obstacles and great uncertainty didn't give up. They didn't stop believing. They didn't stop sharing their faith. They didn't stop caring for those in need. They didn't stop praying. They continued to do what Jesus taught them to do as part of the greatest movement in human history. And it's our turn today to continue leading this movement in the Bay Area and beyond. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for inviting us to participate with you in this thing called the church. God, this belongs to you. This is your idea and your plan. And we humbly come alongside you to carry out this good work. God, give us boldness and courage. May we be unstoppable because of our faith in your power and in your plan. And God, would you continue to work in and through our church, our church family, our community to be a blessing to the Bay Area and beyond. May you receive all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And we pray this together in Jesus' name, amen.